Welcome to the City Collective Church Podcast. We believe we are better together and exist to create space for everyone to discover life in Jesus. We hope that in today's message, you encounter the heart of God and are challenged and inspired in your relationship with Christ. All right, good morning, City Collective Church. My name is Jason, and I have the privilege of being the lead pastor here at City Collective. If this is your first time tuning in with us, know that you are so welcome here. We're so excited about what God has in store for us as a church family in this upcoming season. Like Pastor Zoe mentioned at the beginning of the service, and no, we did not just trade outfits. we just have the same jacket because we both have good taste. But uh, as he mentioned, we are at the beginning of our 2021-2022 year. We're getting things kicked off with a series called Around the Table. And the hope is for us as a church that we are at HD Stafford on September 26th, 10.30 a.m. And we would love for you to be there. If you're looking to be part of what what's, what's going on, if you're looking for a place where you can serve and join on team, I would even invite you. Would you email us at hello at citycollective.com? Someone on our team will reach out and someone will be able to help you get connected to all the different things we have planned for the fall. We got lots of things that we're excited to tell you more about. But in the meantime, circle the 26th on your calendar as well. The 19th of September, next Sunday, we are looking at seeing if we can have a church in the park Sunday. We're going to be looking at weather. We'll be releasing some more details. You'll see it in your weekly email. You're going to see some things on social media. But we would love if you would just plan to even just bring a, a chair for you to lounge in, um, some maybe some snacks. And we're going to take some time to just be together to celebrate a, a amazing summer in different places all across the lower mainland and to look forward to the time ahead. So those are the two dates, September 19th, Church in the Park will will be happening in the field outside of HD Stafford Middle School. And then on the 26th, we'll be inside in the auditorium all together, 1030 a.m. at HD Stafford as well, 1030 on both sides. Uh, So it'll be great to look forward to that. Now, in the meantime, we like we said, are beginning a series called Around the Table. Now, if if this is your first Sunday here with us at City Collective, I just want to say that you are so welcome here, wherever you find yourself on your journey of faith. And this goes for all who are watching this morning, Christian, non-Christian, atheist, agnostic. It has been a tumultuous season, to say the least. And we often find ourselves in this this place of questioning, this place of isolation. I want this to feel like this is a space that is safe for you to consider what would it look like if I was to engage in the way of Jesus, to follow the way of Jesus, to engage in the community that that we are building here at City Collective and what we know as the church beyond uh, our even four walls into the lower mainland. This is a journey that so many are on and we hope that you can find a sense of safety here at City Collective. Now, Today marks the beginning of our 2021-22 year. We had some uh, boxes that were delivered, and inside those boxes, one of the pieces that were in there is a journal. What we've done as, as a staff and as a team is we have outlined what we want to be talking about all throughout this upcoming year. And so this is the first series, but if you look through it, you're going to see that there is space for you to take notes. Part of the the challenge that we want to put forward to our church family in this upcoming year is that would you take time this year 
for your faith to be more than just a good idea, to be more than just a Sunday morning experience, but to actually be something in which we are engaging in what we are invited to, and that is spiritual formation. It is a discipleship. It is something that is actually forming us, shaping us from the inside out. One of the ways that we can do that is journaling. It is to write down our thoughts, write down questions, write down ideas, and reflect upon them. So we would actually invite you, would you bring that with you on the 26th? And even today, as, as you're watching here online, would you open it up? Would you start taking some notes as we begin to talk through the story here at City Collective? Maybe note down a scripture that we're going to be talking about and, and just start to reflect and begin this, this habit, this practice that we believe is incredibly important and formational in your experience as a follower of Jesus. I believe that there is a fresh vision for our church in this next season, and one that I'm excited to talk about in particular next Sunday. But before you can talk about where you're going, I think it is important to talk about where we've come from and where we are currently as a church, because we're looking at relaunching at HD Stafford, but it has been Maybe you don't, this will be hard to believe. It has been 18 months since we have been together at HD Stafford. And we had only been at HD Stafford for 18 months. So half of our existence as a church has been in the midst of this pandemic. So if it feels like you, you, you feel disconnected and there has been a time where you have not talked to a lot of different people, it is completely fair because it is the reality that we have been forced to face as a church. So come, 26, be part, bring your journals, bring a, a coffee thermos, bring a friend and come ready to celebrate and to reconnect and, and to receive what I believe is, is a refilling as we start again at HD Stafford. Now, before we talk about where we're going, I think, like I said, it's a worthwhile exercise to take time this week to talk about where we've come from. And, and one of the things that, uh, you should know about Adriana and I is this baseline fact. We love food and we don't just love food. We love the experience of food. We love new foods. We love different types of food. We love the aesthetic of foods. Who loves a good cooking show? I, I, I know there's a bunch on Netflix that I have binged over the last 18 months. We, we love the ambiance of, of the space in which we're eating and the idea of sharing food together. And there is something incredibly beautiful and profound and might I say even spiritual about those spaces of food. And this is our belief as a couple, but this has also been a, our belief for us as a church because the Bible often tells stories of food, stories of eating together, stories of being at around a table. In the book of Luke alone, there are 10 different stories where Jesus dines with various people because a table is often a place where revelation took place, where connection happened, where conversation was, was percolating, and where relationships were built. So so we believe a table is actually incredibly profound. Most of us eat three meals a day, and that equates to having about 1,095 meals in a year. With this in mind, in the early days of our church community, we thought it might be worthwhile. What if we were to take at least just a few of those meals that we commit to every year to eat together, to be together, and to actually consider the deeper spiritual nature of sharing food, of being in community, and having real connection and conversation. So this is why we're calling it Around the Table. So would you join me around uh, our, our online table today? A space that I want you to know has a chair for you, 
waiting for you to be part. So would you join me in this story as we reflect upon where, where we've been, where we are, so that we can look forward to where we're going. Let's begin in a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, thank you for the gift of this time online. We don't take it for granted. We know that this has been an opportunity to dive in in a different way, to dive in 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 a new way. I just pray in the midst of it that you would meet us in the midst of our of our story, wherever we might find ourselves in our in our struggle, in our isolation, in our joy, in our celebration. I just pray that there is a profound experience of your presence that meets us where we're at. Thank you. That is the promise of your word, word, Emmanuel, God with us. I just pray that we sense that wherever we're watching from this morning. In Jesus name, I pray. Amen. Amen. Let me open with a question. What is the pursuit of of life? And this this is a this is a grand question, but I also think it's a common question. We, we commit our time, we commit our energy, we commit our finances, we, we, we look towards the things that we pursue in our education, the priorities we keep. These are ways in which we are pursuing life because we, we are thinking to ourselves, this is worth pursuing. This is worth moving towards. And I, and I know I ask this question myself early and often in my life and in the midst of this, in the midst of us placing these pursuits in front of us, you begin to become known for what you pursue. So let me ask you a question specifically this morning. What are you known for? Maybe that's an easier one to, to just consider for yourself. What are you known for? Or how do others perceive you? The, the smart one, the successful one, the pretty one, the athletic one, the dancer, the singer, the good kid, the troublemaker, and so-and-so's brother or sister or son and daughter. And, and these labels, that they carry so much more than, than even just the label itself, but they become the means in which we interact, the means in which we experience life and we, in which we identify ourselves. They become our dashboards of success, uh, our dashboards of, of, of our failures, of, of meaning, of joy, of fulfillment or shame. And are, they're often born from the answer to the question, what are you known for? I, I know this is my story. And, and, my journey to where we are today as a church, they're deeply intertwined. I believe I've had the privilege of serving and, and, and being a part of this community because God has designed my life to be in relationship with so many of you. I've been, it's, it's a gift. It's a privilege. But this is not what I intended. This is not what I had planned for. And this is definitely not what I was known for. For, for. for myself, my story, I was born and raised in Calgary, Alberta. And yes, that is the one thing that I will sometimes point to because the one thing I do hold on to is that I am a deep and forever loyal, sometimes unreasonably so, Calgary Flames fan. Not happy about their offseason, but I will continue. And I still have my 403 number. But anyways, born and raised in Calgary, Alberta, and in an East Indian household. And there are often three things that you're kind of known for within an East Indian household. Either it's what you, it's what kind of what you pursue in your life to be a doctor, 
to be an engineer or something IT. So for me growing up, it was all about the idea of being a doctor and, and I was known for that. I was the kid that was eventually going to be a doctor one day. Well, high school happened, university began and, and I'll be completely honest. I remember the first university midterm that I, I walked into. I walked in with, uh, with a prideful confidence, uh, an unhealthy prideful confidence that led me to this place where I'm sitting down, I'm looking at the exam and I remember reading that first question and I'll always remember that question. It was talking about Superman lifting up a truck and it was asking me to calculate some of the dimensions and the physics behind it. And I looked at the question and I said to myself, I have no idea how to do this. Maybe none of you have experienced this before, but I sat down and I looked at that sheet and I drew a complete bank blank. And, and that was at the beginning of my, my struggle of significance in academics. I was a fine enough student, but I didn't really have the drive or the push in my, my desire or in, in, in my nature towards committing the necessary time to be the type of student that was going to actually become a doctor, that was actually going to be able to, to, to get admission and move forward in what I believe was the significance of my life. And so this was deeply concerning for me. This was was deeply difficult for me to actually manage. And as time progressed over the next few years, I had an opportunity to, to serve at our church in Calgary and to, to be part of a great community, to feel good about it, to feel like I was flourishing in it opportunity to love on people, opportunity to be with people. And as time progressed, I thought to myself, well, this is, this is really great, but I want to do something that's really significant. And so I, I went on back and I ended up jumping into engineering. And then I discovered that engineering was probably not for me, even after I'd finished everything and got into the work workplace and, and moved forward. And, and I was left at this space where I was wondering to myself, where am I going to find my significance? I was asking that question all over again. And so maybe this is even an encouragement to some of you who are just at those stages of life where you're trying to decipher where you're going, what you're doing. Know that you are going to ask this question over and over and over again. And just like we're about to talk about in, in the story for, for myself, I truly believe that God meets us in the midst of that question. Because in September 2015, a uh, significant moment of my life, my, my dad's dad, my grandfather, patriarch of our family passed away and he lives in India and so 48 hours my dad and I on a plane to India land over there get on get in a taxi make our way over to the morgue identify the body body gets taken almost directly to the church we are part of uh, the funeral ceremony I give the eulogy and we and it is over it was a whirlwind of 48 hours we make our way back to the to the house and we begin to process through what does this mean for us as a whole family my dad was the eldest son so he has specific responsibilities and we begin to consider all those things but the problem for me as an individual is I feel like I wanted to contribute I wanted to help I wanted to make things as good as possible and to be there to support one another but I do not speak the language I can understand it so much that my parents can't talk to me behind my back but I can't speak the language in particular so I'm not able to contribute and so in the midst of it all we're in this beautiful place my grandparents have this beautiful house uh, on the top of a, a of a tea hill and there's rubber trees and and pepper vines and and mango trees all around and it's isolated there's no wi-fi no signal it is quiet and so I took the opportunity not really searching for anything Thing, not desiring anything probably just actually feeling a little bad for myself and I went on a couple walks and, and I, I remember this so clearly 
This is after a season of my life where I had felt like I had lost my significance over and over again. I had lost the things that I had thought I would be known for over and over again. And now I was in this space where I'm just walking and there's not many places where it's quiet like that. And I remember this so clearly. I heard God speak to me so so visibly and, and, and audibly. And this is the only moment in my life where this has been the case. Go start a church. And I remember my initial immediate response was no. No way. I want nothing to do with that. And I, I said it out loud and I just brushed it off. It's just, it, there, there was nothing to it. And I, and I continue on with my day. And for the next seven days while we were there, I heard that same call over and over and over again. On the last day when I heard it, I said, God, if this is real, if this is you, you need to prove it back to me in Calgary. I was, I was giddy and asking God to soak that cloth over and over and over again. So we returned to Calgary, Alberta, and over the next two, two and a half months, I had significant daily spiritual, relational, emotional, biblical, and supernatural confirmations of story upon story that confirmed that God was doing something new in my life. And he began to form something new inside of me. In Ezekiel 36, 26, it says, I will take your stony, stubborn heart and turn it into a tender, reflective one. And that is exactly what was beginning to take place on the inside of me of that season. Finally, after a series of confirmations that I could not question any longer, I said, God, if this is your will, let it be done. Where will I go? What will I do? I don't have any of the answers, but I say yes. And this is the response that I felt so clearly upon my heart. A heart that had searched for significance in so many places, in, in relationships, in in. Uh, in education, in the workplace, in, in just having a sense of uh, value in, in my relationship with my family, significance in every other place. It was as if God had finally formed this truth within me that you will become significant by making me significant. And this was the call that God placed upon my heart. You will find significance in making me significant. And to my prideful, stubborn heart, it began to turn into a tender, reflective one in the midst of that season. And don't worry, there's plenty of work that I believe that God is continuing to do in my life. But it was the beginning of the journey for us at City Collective. Over the next year and a half, there was individuals that started to come around the possibility of doing this and doing this together. We began to have conversations of the type of church we wanted to be, the people that we wanted to, to be able to invite into community, the safe spaces that we wanted to introduce to one another and, and be able to lean into. <coughs> and it was, it was such a gift. It was such a gift that season of time until we eventually made the decision to make the move and we moved out here to the Lower Mainland to start City Collective Church. But we didn't know anyone. We, we could have picked anywhere in Canada and had some families, some church, some relational connection, except out here in the lower mainland. And when we made that move, 
everything changed. We, we didn't have reputation. We didn't have finances. We didn't have any platform on which to build upon. We literally moved with just the conviction that God said, go, and we went. And the first thing that we did is when we, we ended up having a house together as a, as a group, and we got a table, a table that was big enough to host a group of people. And over the next nine months, we invited person after person, family after family, just to come share food, break bread, sit around that table, have conversations. And there was space that was created upon which foundations of relationship were built. And we began to see the church take form out of almost nowhere. It felt like God was truly guiding and, and providing. And, and the story that was being told was not one of our incredible strategy or our inc incredible charisma or the things that we were doing or the food that we were cooking. Nobody was in a elaborate cook, what we were seeing was that the story was of God's incredible faithfulness. For our series that we're talking about around the table, the, the, the verse that we've kind of locked in on is Psalm 127 verse 1. And I'm going to read it to you out of the Good News Translation, and I hope that you listen carefully. If the Lord does not build the house the work of the builders is useless. If the Lord does not protect the city, it does no good for the sentries to stand guard. And what we saw from the very beginning was that God was building his house. And so the work that we were setting towards needed to be in, line, in alignment with the invitation that God was already given. The power of, of my story, of my journey of faith, and I hope I get to share it with you maybe another Sunday, but even just I would love to have that conversation in person one day. The, the power of my story is not in how far I've turned away from God and then made my way back to Him. The power of my story, the power of the story that God has crafted for myself and for City Collective is how near God has been all the way through it. Because here's the thing, and your story matters. Your story does not need to be dramatic to be significant. Because God's grace and forgiveness towards you isn't graded on a scale of weight that you're expected to pay back. Rather, his forgiveness and faithfulness for you is the model of the life that God wants to invite you to. Remember, what I discovered for myself in the midst of our journey is that I, that invitation that you will find significance in making me significant. You will find your significance in making God significant. And everyone's story looks a little bit different, but that revelation was significant for me. And I believe it is significant for every single one of you who are watching this morning. And everything that you do, that which you do cannot just elevate you, but is meant to elevate the, the one who is greater, the one who is worthy, the one who is inviting us into this deeper relationship. And this is my hope for you and for us this next season. That, that your relationship with God would be the fulfillment you desire. That you would trust that all good things flow from above. Our story is one of God's incredible faithfulness. It's one of God's provision. It's one of God's formation. It's one with Jesus at the center of it all. And in the first three years of our church, we have faced incredible challenge. In 
18 months of our existence, the first 18 months, we were seeing some incredible things take place. It was challenging. It was difficult, but it felt like we were moving forward into what God had for us. And in many ways, it felt like we got our knees kind of cut out for us at that 18 month mark. And then we've now had 18 months and it's been so almost discouraging in moments. But let me encourage you this morning. In the past year, the church that God began to build has continued to be built. Not by our strength, but by His. In the past year, we have seen five people get baptized. We've seen new families join our church. We've seen people find community. People find jobs. People get married. People have had new, new babies being born. Spiritual and leadership development taking place. We've seen multiple five for five Sundays of testimonies of what God has been and is doing in people's lives. We've had new staff join our church. We've seen a sense of financial security come from, for our, our church family and the opportunity has been provided for us to be radically generous on a local and global scale. We are the church. We are the church that God is building and we're invited to do more than just be spectators, but to be contributors, to be deeply involved in the the workings of what God is doing through his church. Here at City Collective, we have an opportunity because God has continued to be at work. I don't think that our journey is over. I actually believe wholeheartedly it is just beginning. We are, we are being drawn and wooed toward this fresh start. A new beginning full of possibility for what a faithful God will do in our midst. Yet the question is, will we be present as God has been present for us? And one of the ways in which we can practice being present is in doing the things that we've never thought of before. Doing the things that we've maybe never done before. Embracing change. Embracing vulnerability. Because to engage in vulnerability, vulnerability is uncomfortable. It's uncertainty is like a torture chamber. Risk and exposure, they can feel dangerous. But honestly, I don't know anything more dangerous than staying on the outside of our lives. And looking in and wondering what it would be like if I actually showed up. What it would be like if we actually showed up. When in fact there's a God of the universe who's inviting you saying, I made you incredible in this way. Would you come and lean in? Would you give of yourself? Would you show love as I've shown to you in a self-sacrificing way? Because now it's your turn. It's your turn to lean in. It's your turn to be a part. And you're going to have to be brave and you're going to have to take some risks and it's not going to be perfectly comfortable all the time. But that is not the invitation that Jesus gives us of one of comfort and convenience. In fact, it is one of sacrifice and of moments of suffering. But it is the constant knowledge that God is with us and the purposes and plans that he has for us are beyond our imaginations and our plans. And when we step into it, we become the fullest and truest and most beautiful representation and fulfillment of who we can be we get to do this together hear me we don't have to do this together we get to do this together and we get to support one another in this journey because the invitation of Jesus is the very thing that we all crave 
to be seen, to be known, to have significance, to be in relationship. And, and somehow we have come to a place in our culture where we somehow associate this idea of invitation into, into something different. When we're inviting someone to church, it's, we, we kind of associate it with the idea of uh, membership or into a building. And those are parts, sure, but the invitation of the church itself is, is the word. It's ecclesia. It is community called out. So the question I want to place before you this morning is that when you think upon the faces of City Collective, those you know who to be part of our church family, those who you've seen here on screen here online, maybe those who you've run into at, a, at an evening service or at a hub, those who you have connected with or built relationship, individuals that you are are texting or getting to know or maybe just this baby-faced brown man who's holding a microphone here on 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 the screen with you this morning I want you to I want you to look around I want you to ask yourself and I want you to ask yourself can you see yourself doing life with them can yourself see yourself leaning into a greater purpose together community is wonderful community with purpose is something completely different being a community not just in word or in thought but in action, because that is really where it begins. City Collective, hear me. You were beautifully designed and uniquely created to have an impact, to have an influence and purpose in our world. And that's not a call of isolation. You were never meant to do it alone. We get a chance to do it together. The story that was written, the story that has been written, the story that has continued to be written is one that we are just jumping into. It is one that needs you, the one that wants you, that one that has a place for you. And I so believe that your story matters, that your story is just beginning, that your story of discovering who God is and discovering God's faithfulness is one of an incredible journey ahead. And we would love to be part of it and we would love to be part of your story and for you to be part of ours here at City Collective. So let's lean in. Let's ask ourselves the questions that we need to be asked and let's move forward into this next season remembering the stories that have been told about our journey here at City Collective that reflect and show God's faithfulness knowing that the God who was is the God we'll see here again. Let's pray together this morning. Lord Jesus, we give you thanks. Thank you that you meet us where we're at, that you show us your grace and your kindness. I pray that your, your goodness would be so evident to us in this next season. For those who are listening, as they reflect upon their own stories, those questions of significance, those questions of meaning, I just pray that that, that call that you so delicately and gracefully presented to us here at City Collective and to, to myself on the journey that you will be significant when you make me significant. Let them hear that if holy in their hearts, that it might soften their hearts, that it might lead them to a place of real love, of self-sacrifice, and it would give them that invitation that they need to come and lean into community, to be part of a greater mission, to be part of the story that you're telling. Thank you that your kingdom is being made here on earth as it is in heaven and that you invite us into that grand narrative that we are so grateful to have the opportunity to be part of what you're doing here in the world. I just pray you meet people where they're at this morning, that you care for them where they're at, that you give them the strength and the boldness and the courage where they're at to move forward into where that you want them to be. Thank you that this is the beginning of the story, that this is the beginning of a great year at City Collective. 21, 22, great year ahead. Thank you it is that way because of who you are. In Jesus' name I pray.
Amen. Amen. We're going to wrap our time up together this morning in uh, just a, a quick time of worship. Before we do so, I would love the opportunity just to tell you a couple things that are going to be going on. We have, like Pastor Alonzo mentioned, uh, service on the 26th, 19th, Church in the Park, both at HD Stafford, both at 10.30 a.m. Keep an eye on your email boxes. We will be sending some details out about that, and we will be posting on social media as well. If you did not receive one of our Welcome Back to Church boxes, and you would like one of these journals that are going to provide us some details and some places and ways for you to be reflecting and engaging throughout the year, would you just email us? Would you email Rebecca at citycollective.com and just say, I would love one of those journals, and we'll make sure that we have one for you when you come to church on Sunday on the 26th, or if you want us to mail it to you, we would be more than happy to do that as well. Uh, we prioritize generosity here at City Collective, and we've had the opportunity to be so, and it's because of the generosity we've experienced from our friends and our family here at City Collective. If you would like to partner with us financially, you can do so by going to citycollective.com give, or you can send us uh, e-transfer to hello at citycollective.com. Either way is a wonderful uh, opportunity to participate in the ways that we're being generous here at City Collective, locally in Langley and on a global level as well. Uh, we're going to be looking forward to being back together. And one of the ways that we're really excited about is the fact that we can pray together we're not there just yet, but we still believe prayer is important. And so if you do have a prayer request, we would just want you to reach out to our team by emailing pray at citycollective.com. That would be a great opportunity for them to connect with you and you to connect with them. And we would love the opportunity to stand with you. Lots of things coming up in this next season. Our team is working hard to prepare the space so that we can do what our mission says, together creating space for everyone to discover life in Jesus. It is a gift. It is an opportunity. It's what we get to do together. Uh, I hope that you are encouraged. I hope that you feel blessed. Let me just end in a benediction, and then we'll end with a, a song of worship in reflection. So may the Lord bless you and keep you. May he make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. May we sense you in our story, leading us faithfully in every season. Love God, love people, be the church. Have a great week, City Collective. We'll see you soon. Thank you for listening to today's message. We hope it challenged, encouraged, and inspired you in your walk with our Lord Jesus Christ. To keep up with City Collective, make sure to check us out on Instagram and Facebook at City Collective Church. Have a great week.